Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Happy Haven Podcast. With you as always is me, Gnarly Canary, and today I have the super cool guest and I will let him introduce himself. Oh, that's me, right? Yes, sir. Rumor has it, this is Cam Clark. Holy cow. Indeed. Whose coming was foretold. <laughs> On a mountain. <laughs> made of stone, as we were talking about earlier. Yes. No, um, thank you so much for coming on, man. You know, I have these, I have this list, this, this dream guest list, and you have and always... all of those people were busy, so... <laughs> no, actually, you've <laughs> always been on it. <laughs> um... I mean, I, I mean, I grew up watching the Turtles, and I got really into, when I got a little older, I got really into Macross and Battletech and Robotech, and I grew up on old school anime movies like Ninja Scroll and Akira and Ghost in the Shell, and I've always been a gamer, and I knew some of the projects you were involved, but when you said you'd come on and I did the real research... I was like, holy cow, you have touched so many different things I've loved. And I'm sure... I've been busy. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's it's really amazing to have you on and, and get to talk to you. Um, Thank you for asking. Yes, sir. Thank you for saying yes. But, um, so, well, you know, I with, with time permitting, I'll get into... You know the some some questions about the big the big ones from the past, but uh, what have you been up to lately? Uh, lately, I've been lending voices to all kinds of demons and ghoulies on shows like uh, I Zombie and uh, Lucifer and uh, a lot of like live action stuff like that. But again, still doing voice work, but. Um, you know, su- supplying my my mon- my monster sounds, my um, my mur- my murdering sounds, my he who eats flesh sounds, the wholesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. The down home, good family family hour stuff, demons yeah, and nothing, flesh nothing ripping. Gluten free here. <laughs> So, so, um, I zombie that that's, that was on the CW, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I watched the first season of that. And then I know there's a huge push to get Lucifer, um, rescued and picked back up and people really yeah, seem to love we that. Yeah, disappointed with that, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, Fox is broad. Lots of just things that uh, that I thought were gonna run forever didn't. You know, uh, the Tick I thought oh my was God. Uh, gonna go on a little longer as uh, as I did with Barnyard. Um, so you know, who knows? Who knows? I adored back at the Barnyard. I have two kids. One's twenty, and one's eleven. So one was a kid during like the perfect era of Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, and now one is getting into some of the older stuff that I like. So I've had years of extra childhood <laughs> with the both of them in that regard. 
And we loved Barnyard. I still bug my oldest by singing Bigfoot Lives Inside Our Hearts like all the time. And she's like, yep. Dad. <laughs> the ferret was probably my the character I enjoyed the most. Uh, the most fun uh, recording. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, that, that show, I think I'll still look stuff up and we'll still watch stuff from that. But for me, as a kid, um, and I'm sure my audience, being as nerdy-focused as my show is, already knows when your name was said. Everybody went, hey, like Muppets with the arms in the air. Um, You were our first Leonardo. I was indeed. And then a giant first Leonardo. I was my first Leonardo too. (laughs) And then a giant, giant paragraph of other voices for the original Ninja Turtle cartoon. Um, I don't want to spoil it. So I'll let you say you were also one of the main villains, right? I was indeed. (laughs) You were part of the, of the dynamic duo of bebop and rocksteady. Right. Oh my God. So cool. So, if you look at the pedigree, yourself included, on that show, how cool was it to to be in that room and, and have all of you at once just being that awesome with such good writing and such fun characters to play? I mean, I, I read the Eastman and Laird's, you know, black and whites as a kid and you know, the cartoon came first, so it was it was a backward shock to me, I guess, to watch the cartoon. Well, no, wasn't the comic book first? Wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, it was, but for my age, it was oh, the car- yeah, it was the cartoon first for me. And then when I read the comic books, I was like, "Oh, they say bad words and kill the crap out of people <laughs> in, in the books," which, as I got older, was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Yeah, and, and unfortunately, we had no genitalia in the cartoon show. That is true. Which is kind of rough. And then weren't your? I think in Europe, weren't the the name of the franchise was changed for the cartoon. Yeah, they were called uh, what was it? Warrior Turtles or Hero Turtles? Hero Hero Teenage Turtles. Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know what that's about. Ninja seemed too aggressive to the delicate yeah. senses of the European crowd. Yes, too too <laughs> indeed. Oh, Lord, lovey, they've sent the ninjas to come get us. Shall we send them some tea? (laughs) Those those ruffians. Look at that roustabout. Living in sewers, no less. Sewers, (laughs) madam. But no, so, I mean, my my fandom for, for your work started... God, the Turtles came out, what, 86, 87? So right oh, at the yes, right at the right age for me to ask for every darn toy I saw on the shelf. Yes, ha <laughs> ha, to your mom and dad. Oh my gosh, what an era! Yeah, when like the turtles weren't enough, there was Transformers and Mask and GI Joe and He Man and this and that and. But I actually kind of got fixated on the turtles for a long time. Um, that was the one that. And, yeah. and trust me, we are glad you did. <laughs> I know. Actually, um, when I met uh, Mr. Paulson, um, he was doing a con here, and we were able to schedule a show that I was invited to cover the con, and him and Maurice were there. And I actually had my old school turtle shirt on 
Then before we started, he pointed. He went, hey, that's me at the at the <laughs> Raphael. And I looked at the Donatello. I'm like, yeah, but that's you now. Um, there you go. <laughs> so in the new series, when they did the, you know, they did that really cool thing where they pulled the animated show from the 80s in. That was fun. That was fun. I was going to say, did, did you guys get to actually meet and do the recording or were you able to do it all together? Uh, well, all, this, all of us old turtles got together for that. Mm. Um, Seth was there, I think. Uh, oh, wow. One time. Um, but uh, maybe Greg was there. I, But it wasn't like there were eight of us. You know, it wasn't like we were all all there. Right. But it was still fun to, it was really fun to, you know, get to be with my bros and sit sit in those chairs and say those lines at a microphone and not just, uh, you know, at a convention where we're joking around with, with fans and such, but to literally literally be back in the recording booth doing it, that, that was a treat. I bet it was. You guys sitting there and you're like, remember the old turtles? And they were like, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yes. Yes. Back I, in 87. I got... 1987. <laughs> I got... I got really excited for that. I actually ended up recording that one on the DVR and watching it because I was, and my daughter was like, why are you, my, my little one, she was like, why are you so excited? I'm like, my turtles are meeting your turtles. And I got an eye roll and a, God, my dad is so dorky kind of reaction, <laughs> but I didn't care. But for me, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a huge gamer and you, um, unbeknownst to me until I did research, um, and I'd always seen your names in the credits when the Metal Gear games would start, but I never put together what voice it was. You are one of probably the coolest villains. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. If you saw the Metal Gear memorabilia and stuff that I have, um, one of the coolest villains that video games has ever produced as Liquid Snake. Yes, dear brother. Oh, my Liquid. God. Probably the, my favorite villain as well. I mean, you had like the coolest lines and the coolest plans. You know, most bad guys are just like, I want to kill the back. No, you like giant bipedal nuclear armed robots and knowing <laughs> knowing Snake's origin as a clone before he does and before we did. So all your lines were just dripping with this knowledge of such a bigger screwed up universe that kojima was writing before the rest of us got my, uh, did you see my response uh to one of the fans requests uh, i think it was just last week um on uh on my twitter on my page about uh one of the fans uh, asked i uh, saw david hater and uh, uh, i don't know how he came up this do you know what i'm talking about he came up with this request to have him work at a Taco Bell or something, which was really random. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I responded by uh, driving through as Liquid Snake and having placing an order. Oh, no, I did not see that, but that is the coolest oh, thing ever. Oh, dude, you got to go check it out. Hey, everybody, check that out. If you didn't see it, go to my page. I'm pretty proud of it. Still waiting for David to get back to me with his retort. Nice. Now, he is another one that's on my, just because of, 
I mean, his work is amazing. The the stuff he's written for and the work with the X-Men films and stuff. But, I mean, he's Solid Snake. And Solid and Liquid Snake are just amazing characters. In a crazy yeah, world. I've always been hoping we could get a booking at, you know, some convention together. But as of yet, that hasn't uh, transpired. Get the, get the core group of uh, the Metal Gear series together would be fun. You realize that fans would literally have to be picked up off the floor if, if you and Hater started going back and forth in character. Because I know I would. Well, then, call, then call your local convention headquarters, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I concur wholeheartedly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, um, my only request, I just want to hear you say the Les Enfants Terribles once, but, you know, just because that line was so cool to me when I first heard it. <laughs> and you didn't even speak no French. I mean, I didn't then. I knew some words. <laughs> like hors d'oeuvres and, you know, bonjour. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. That's all I news. And I, I mean, I live down here long enough now that this accent's more natural to me than the one where I sounded like the Marky Mark. No, you, you're kind of sounding like um, Huckleberry Hound. Wow. Well, I'll be down. See? There you go. <laughs> I'm sure most of your listeners don't even know who the hell Huckleberry Hound is. I would hope so. <laughs> but um yeah so like for me you know i mean i grew up sounding uh sounding like marky mark trying to be a texan in the transformers movies which just made me laugh uh, <laughs> when he you know like i found this transformer and it's you know it's in my garage i i, I think it's optimus prime and um yeah i'm like a texas mechanic and I talk like this still, but you know, it's Texas and what, cause I've lived in Texas. So the first time he opened his mouth, I actually started laughing and my uh -huh. wife and my wife looked at me. I'm like, no, you have no idea. <laughs> I lived in Texas, Texas. I lived in a town called Waxahachie, Texas for, oh. for three months doing a Renaissance festival. I said, it wasn't like Dallas or Austin, which are both cool places. I lived in Waxahachie, where the local, where I think I was told the Native American term for what the town's name was meant muddy moccasin. And I said, nobody there, nobody there is convinced that Marky Mark is a Texan right now. <laughs> yeah. My daddy's family is from Texas, from Amarillo. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. That's it's the only place where my name has two syllables KM. KM. Kalar. Yeah. Your whole name would have four. Kayam Clark. Clark. <laughs> so what originally got you in into acting? I mean to go in the Wayback Machine, but did Um Well, I've been working since I was six years old. Wow. Uh, my family had a television series back in the 1960s, a musical variety show called The King Family. And it was all singing, all dancing, uh, pre-Osmond Brothers. Uh, there were 36 of us on stage. My mom was a famous singer. She and her sisters had a group called The King Sisters. And they were huge, and then they decided to put together a show using their offspring, 
and uh, as one so does, as one does, and uh, yeah, like that. So uh, that was in the mid '60s, and worked with that uh, with them touring around till the late '70s, and uh, so it's it's kind of kind of was born in it. That is a really cool childhood. Yeah, look up uh, again. You can you can see clips from it uh, on my website. You can see Baby Cam singing out his heart, singing his heart out um, with my little cousins and stuff. And and that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And in fact, in some of the episodes, I'm doing uh, impressions, which is a crack up. I don't know why they thought I could do it, but. I do uh, Alfred Hitchcock and I do Jimmy Durante and it's uh, it's pretty funny, pretty 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 funny or pretty scary depending on uh, how you look at it. It's all an interpretation. Yeah, Jimmy Durante, he was the the one with the nose, right? The yes, the cha 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 cha. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I you know yeah. what? I don't think I've ever seen a thing he's done, but I've seen him spoofed in many wonderful cartoons. Um, he, let's see, one of his main films was, uh, what's that circus, some circus movie with, uh, Kirk Douglas, was it? Jumbo? Something about an elephant or, I don't know. I think, I don't know the name, but I have an idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. But as a kid, he I... Doesn't, he doesn't sing, but he talks, sings, um, a great a great song called Make Someone Happy, which yes. uh, make someone happy, make just one someone happy. Anyway, I'm making your fans fall asleep because they're going, bring it back to this century, daddy-o. No, you're not. My fans are great, and they understand and are probably as overjoyed when I release it as I am in the recording. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> We are we are happy nerds. That's why the show is called the Happy Haven. We are just into celebrating all the things that made our childhoods and our adulthoods as awesome as they are. So excellent. It's good to know. If you it's did, a, it's good to have a happy haven, especially today. Yes, especially today. Check your politics at the door and relax. Yeah, relax. That's like my motto. Yeah. <laughs> On my. Uh, page there is uh there's no politics no religion no uh none of that stuff it's just uh sharing memories and stuff like that a place where where you can go to get away you know just like the escapism that uh you know the world the world of entertainment was was born to do you know Exactly. I start to cry. Oh, we've made happy places for people. We did it. Yeah. We're kind of awesome. <laughs> so, okay. So I was going through stuff and you were in a cartoon and the theme song I use, I have used to bug both my children because it's fun to make your kids frustrated as long as you're doing it in a fun, gentle way. And both of them, if we're in the car and I start singing the theme song to Denver, The Last Dinosaur, they both groan in tandem. They go, Dad! Kind of like that, yeah. Only usually we're driving to Florida and they're my prisoner for at least seven hours. 
dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. I loved that show when I was little. And I've showed it to them and they're like, they're like, that's great. Just not when you do it. Oh. Yeah, that was one of my uh, first little, uh, not so little jobs. That was a good one. That was a great cartoon. I miss stuff like that. I, I like le- legitimately. I I watched like the stuff that my kids have, and SpongeBob is amazing. Um, that cast has made that cartoon phenomenally amazing and timeless. People will love that cartoon forever. You know, much like Animaniacs, much like how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is still beloved. You know, th- there's certain ones that that will last forever, but a lot of the stuff today seems. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's because I'm in my 30s, but I just I find myself looking back on the old cartoons, and maybe that's just the nostalgia of an old man oh, being I born. Nostalgia, <laughs> I think nostalgia is uh, is a nostalgia is a harsh mistress. Let me just say that it is. Um, it's one. It's a wonderful place to visit, and. Um, you know, like there's the the song from another old dusty property, Toyland, uh, Babes in Toyland. Did you ever see that? The movie's kind of lame, but they have a song in it. Uh, the location in the movie is called Toyland, and there's a. Do you know the song Toyland? The Toyland, Toyland. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And the last line of the song is. Once you pass its borders, you may never return again. Mm. And uh, it's you know it's 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 true. You, you you go back. In fact, it's so funny. I I'm like archaic when it comes to Facebook and knowing you know the special days or you know whatever the hell's going on. And it's because I guess they they call it certain themes, and I don't know how that's discovered. But my cousin, literally right before you called. Um, said what she write me? She says, um, you know, happy good and plenty day. Um, I don't know if it is indeed good and plenty day, the candy, but she sent me this commercial that we grew up on with a theme song to <laughs> an old black and white commercial. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, you can't help but smile when when uh, when you see something from your childhood and. You know, I guess that's getting to go to the conventions. That's the, that's the fun part of it is knowing that, um, you know, when people come up and say, hey, meeting you, it's like you were such a huge part of my childhood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, that that feels re- that feels really good to have supplied uh, an oasis or a respite for kids. Um, yeah. Um yeah, I I have to agree. Um, not all of our childhoods were sunny the whole time. And, you know, I'm not going to get into stuff, but sometimes you guys were more dependable for security, <laughs> for security and joy than than real life was and never let us down and never failed or faltered on screen. And yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it's Indeed. it's pretty amazing um the things that some of us were able to run to 
while we were running from, and it was always the safe place. And, you know, I know I was kind of fawning earlier when I said I have a list of, of dream guests, but I've noticed that almost all of them are voice actors, um, almost exclusively. And it's all, um, cartoons from before, not so much what's getting done now. And, um, yeah, uh, when I, when, you know, when Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche were on, you know, I, I went into that with them a little bit, you know, um, about how there were, when I, I, pe- people on the show have heard it before. I, I, I thought it was a good idea to roll a hand grenade into my own life in my teens. And it landed me in juvenile custody a couple times. And, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff before that, you know, in my childhood that that's mine to share one day. And, Cartoons, even even when the teenage stuff was happening, you know, that's when I really got into stuff like Batman the Animated Series, and and I kind of clung to superheroes. And well, I was trying to figure out what was wrong and what was right in the world, you know. And um, you know, you guys, the the all the different work that you provided, not just the Ninja Turtles, but I mean, all the stuff you've done. I mean, I'm I, I was looking at at your credits and. I I freaked out because I don't know if anybody ever brings it up to you, but Total Bogus was like one of the coolest <laughs> little little cartoons that I ever watched. Oh man, what a weird project that was! That was like the poor man's Tasmanian Devil. Uh, but it was so cool. Me, they just gave me storyboards. There were no lines. Wow. Um. So I just had the storyboards, and I would watch is that little weird looking like Gumby wannabe you know distant cousin uh, would go through his antics and I would just flip through almost like a kid pretending he's you know like you see your little kids in, in his bedroom and you peek in the door and he's there with a book he can't read so he's making it up you know as, as yes. long and that's kind of what this was I would just flip through these storyboards and um, I just make those noises as he would, you know, he's having his adventures inside the walls of your house or the chimney or when you're asleep in the kitchen. And you know, that's the coolest thing I'm going to hear all day, right? But no, I mean, I've met a number. I've met a few of my, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them, heroes, idols, you know, favorite favorite people. I've only had uh, one one experience that was not good in meeting someone whose initials were Anne Rice, who was the author of the, the Interview with the Vampire books. She was a real dick. Oh, that sucks um, so bad. Yeah. Well, it was my birthday, and I waited in line probably two and a half hours or more oh. to get her autograph on my first edition books of Interview with a Vampire and Vampire Lestat. She did not look up 
from her pen. Um, you know, it was such a cattle call. Did not take any time with anyone. And um, it was really disappointing. On the flip side, I um, got to my my escape. And I, I shouldn't say escape because fortunately I... Uh, my upbringing was really pleasant, but my favorite getaway, let's just say, right. was, uh, was Charles Schultz. And oh, yeah. to get to be to be chosen to perform Snoopy when they animated the musical, and then they had a talking doll with Snoopy and a couple of other shows where they decided they wanted Snoopy to sing. Yes. Um, to get to Lee to meet Lee Mendelson, who was the producer of The Great Pumpkin and Charlie Brown Christmas, and Charlie Brown All-Stars, and everything else that's followed for them, and he's still alive. Yep. Everything that followed for the past, whatever that's been, 50 years, or whatever, like, whenever, I think it was 1965 that uh, Charlie Brown Christmas came out. Yes! But to, get to, but to get to meet him, and he is such a gem, um, and to get to work and with someone who produced uh the first cartoons well i mean you know i grew up on bullwinkle and then some of the you know the the big i wasn't so much a bugs bunny fan but um and i would watch bullwinkle but you know whatever but charlie brown was is to this day you know i i every halloween and every christmas i watch them and i get we do too you know, all, i get all twitter painted and i have a charlie brown christmas tree Yep, that we yep. put out every year. It's this poor little sapling that came in a box, and you get the one ornament to hang on it. <laughs> but I have all Charlie Brown ornaments that we put on top of that. So yeah, Charlie Brown is big here too. <laughs> but, yeah, so but, that that was, that was such a treat meeting him. Oh, that's amazing. I love those. Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up, you know, the the work with the Charlie Brown stuff, but I kind of got sidetracked by Gar. <laughs> By Gargoyles, which is um, a cartoon that really needs to be given a second well, I only, chance. I only did like two episodes, so I don't even know why you're bringing that up. <laughs> because I love everything you've ever done, sir. <laughs> Let me be your fan. Let me be your fanboy. No, um, you know, I, I just I was doing research and and like it was just thing after thing after thing that I was like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my. <laughs> it just kept compounding. I don't know if my wife thought I was maybe being infidelious when I was with all the oh my gods coming from. Infidelious. That's a good word. <laughs> I win the day of Scrabble that's not being played. Haha. <laughs> the points are still mine and I'm taking them. But no, um, she was just, she was looking at me and I was like, you have no idea all the cool stuff that he's touched. Da, da, da. You know, and she was like, she's like, I know you get to talk to your Ninja Turtle tomorrow, honey. But I was just like, it's like, no, he was in the old Republic. He was in like one of the best Star Wars games ever. And he did this and he did that. And, you know, like when Christmas is coming and you look at your kid and they're going through a catalog and they're like, and I want the this and I want and you just nod and you're like, mm hmm. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was her with me last night because I'm the adult in our relationship, most definitely. Oh, har -har. <laughs> uh, 
That's no, what you think. Yeah. But no, um, did you, did you ever think like, like, we'll talk about some of the big ones. I mean, we're coming up on, on a half hour. So I, like I said, the timing is up to yours, but I was going to say, did you think that Akira would become as like much of a, much of a cultural touchstone as it has? I mean, it really has. There's not a person I've ever met that has not watched Akira, even if they're not even into the other stuff that I am. But everybody I know has seen Akira. I had no idea. Um, A lot of what I was doing was just, you know, it's what I did. You know, I mean, back in the 80s, it was almost like a, and this isn't putting the product down, just a way to uh, shorthand. It was, was factory work. You know, there was so much... Uh, you know, in the early days of anime, so much there was. Uh, most people, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not putting this correctly. It was just yet another show that I was on. Right. Um, it there was there wasn't. Uh, let's just say there wasn't the self consciousness that there is about projects today, and with all the facebooking and the tweeting and the followers and the blah 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 blah. blah um, yeah. You know, we got to do our work as as work, as, uh, you know, it was just us. And there was no thought, obviously the producers, were, you know, they had thoughts of what would happen with it. But we would show up and it wouldn't change things for us, whether it was a hit or not with these, these early animes. Um, you know, they kind of flew under the radar and became these, like so many things that become, have a cult status. Right. Uh, they grow into their uh, place in the mm, anime universe, whatever, whatever label you want to give it. Um, so for me, it was a job that I that I was asked to do. You know, I auditioned for, I got it, and I did it, and I went home and never gave it another thought, really, um, uh, until you know going to conventions and such and you know people crying out for this title and um so yeah no i didn't have a crystal ball and it was kind of i loved what i did but i wasn't a fan of what i did right makes sense so it was work yeah it was it was it was this wonderful work that i had and then i'd go home and work on whatever it is the next day or the next week yeah, I mean, you know, I, and I can totally understand that. I mean, if it's Canada, <laughs> see, I can't stop it. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm having the best time ever. That is greatness. Yeah, I mean, that movie melted my brain a little the first time I watched it, but. Um... <laughs> It did well. I mean, it gets so weird. Yeah, the whole end. I didn't watch it till about five years ago. Really? Well, again, it's this. It was just work, right? My jam, right? You know, it's neither here nor there. It's just like not my not 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 my bag. And I watched it, and the animation was incredible. But the end with the big baby and all, I'm like, okay, well, I'm good, (laughs) right? I'm good here. Thanks. Okay, check. Nurse. 
Yeah, Tatsuo's hallucinations in there. You, I mean, I remember watching it like maybe at like twelve, thirteen, and just being like, "What's happening?" And then it's over. And then, <laughs> All right, thanks for playing. Bye bye, everyone. Right? Like I was like, the motorcycles were really cool, and his arm exploding into whatever the hell that was, was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I mean, didn't even, I didn't even do drugs. And, uh... Me either. Well, not then. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, it just, that one kind of stuck. Like that one just kind of took, um, it's never really faded. You know, that some, some animes were huge. And then, completely went away and then there's some that you can never escape <clears throat> it's its initials are dragon ball that will never go away and that one just kind of like found a almost like a sacred cow spot in, yeah. in the pantheon of of you know anime that that's come over here uh more than astro boy which has always been infinitely cool to me the astro boy cartoons and then well, yeah, i had kind of a on Astro Boy because he wore hot pants and go-go boots. So, you know, what's right? a gay kid to do with the... Uh... <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it just, it just, it just found a, it found, like, a permanent audience, which is, which is kind of rare because there was a lot of stuff coming over. Um, and, you know, I mean, over here, we were churning out so many cartoons at the same time. I mean, <clears throat> you had a cartoon for multiple cartoons for every afternoon and you had multiple channels running cartoons pretty much primarily to like two in the afternoon on every network at the same time. I mean, I, so I can see how that could just be, you know, just another thing. I guess what I mean is in like what you, you touched on the, the amount of interconnectivity with, with people now for for everything i'm uh -huh. sure i'm sure it makes the work a little different because you get you know instant feedback greater positive but you also are you're thrust so much closer to the fans you know yeah. it, which i guess i'm sure is a double-edged sword on on your end of things for me it's great because i get to open up my lab laptop and then talk to leonardo for a while and <laughs> totally convince myself I'm cooler than everybody I've ever met because this is what I'm doing right now. And God bless you, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, my pleasure. Well, we'll have to do a part two. Oh, I'm saying God bless you because you were you were sneezing. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought this was a, we were we were doing our sign off. <laughs> no, I'm 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 holding on to this until you're like, all right, hang up the phone, <laughs> or I'm caught getting a restraining order. But no, um Okay, let's let's go for about another five minutes and then uh Oh my gosh. I gotta get on with my very important day. Of course. Doctor's appointment. Yay, those are the best. Yay! Dermatologist, too much time in the sun. Yay! Always remember to wear your sunscreen, kids. We didn't wear sunscreen <clears throat> in my day. Nor mine. You bought your 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 tub of of lotion according to which would make you the blackest. Yes. I mean I have yeah, I think every childhood picture of me in the summer, 
I look like the red lobster sign just in human form running around. And nobody was concerned. <laughs> Honey, should the boy glow? Our Hawaiian tropics or uh, our favorite when I was in high school was the thing of French orange gel. Uh-huh. Band, band de soleil. Ah, yes. You go out with your band de soleil and you get cooking. Band de soleil for the Saint-Tropez. <laughs> that was their jingle. So nice. you here first. Exclusive Happy Haven uh, world yeah, premiere. Happy Haven 10. Skin cancer, tan, <laughs> too much skin, skin. There's a joke here somewhere, I just can't get to it. So, uh, Melanoma well, included free it. of charge. If you order today, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll send you twice the sun damage. Yeah, so now I'm wearing my SPF 50. I, yeah, I go 50 or higher now. Um, I'm at my age, I I don't need to to look beautifully made of the caramel. So <laughs> I, you know, I, at my age, I'm getting persnickety. So sunburns and discomfort are like things to be avoided at yeah. all costs. But when I was a kid, yeah, yeah man, it was. I you know, I'm sure there were days where my dad looked at my mother and were like, "Dear, should the boy glow when the lights go off? He gives off a." <laughs> Slight red neon tint, and I don't think that's quite healthy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, okay, so let, let's spend our last couple minutes here of this wonderful journey. Um, just let everybody know where they could find your 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 stuff, or, or where they could find you. Yeah. Um, CamClarkVoices.com. Um, I'm posting, you know, a few times a week. I'm trying to be hip in this brave new world and and get into that Facebook land and uh, and when I say I I mean my nephew Lexi who uh, who helps me who helps this old man out uh, how to do that but uh, yeah no, I know I post clips of uh, old shows and you know answer questions and uh, interview um, other friends and stuff like that so uh yeah there's kind of some fun junk on there so yeah there is check it out check it out homes hey man you know everybody loves fun junk man yeah because that's what shades would say from denver the last dinosaur don't forget oh my god we're bringing it back to the dinosaur yeah go back to denver what he's, are you doing? He's my friend and a whole lot more. He's my, he's my friend and a whole lot more. <laughs> you made this way too fun. Note. Yeah, you made this way too fun for me. Now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, uh, I'm like David Tennant in his last Doctor Who episode. I, I don't want to go. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go. And then everyone cries because the doctor regenerates. Yeah, now he's now he's a she. Is I? You know what? I fell off halfway through Matt Smith stuff. Yeah, like I missed um, all I of Capaldi's. I've seen the commercials. I missed all of Capaldi's, and people said it was actually really good. So I may actually. Well, they they ripped it off of Netflix because right now Netflix is losing almost everything worth watching. 
because all the other <laughs> well they did their job too well with the streaming because now every channel's like you mean we could make a paywall and they could watch our stuff on the thing you there make a thing on the phone thing that they can <laughs> download and watch our things and netflix is like oh crap <laughs> but that's right Okay, I promise I will unhandcuff you from the radiator, sir. Oh, it's been a pleasure, sir. Um, I tell every guest who's been on, and I mean it, and I do have repeats. Um, the door is always open. Um, if you ever want to reach out, if you've got a project, or just wanna just wanna have more nonsensical phone fun with me. Uh, you, you are more than welcome to. If not, in a couple months, you may see it. A little text pop up like, Hi, remember that really nerdy guy who made you do all the voices? He would like to you speak bet. to you again. Oh, my also, goodness. if you go on my page, uh, a couple years ago, I did a one-man show, an autobiographical one-man show. And I uh, talked to my uh, animation characters as if they were my conscious and they're the good people the, the good the little good angel on one shoulder and the little devil on the other and oh wow uh has clips of all my early work with my family on abc on our television series and and everything in between and uh growing up as a recovering mormon so how's that for a <laughs> do you still have your magic underpants I've heard they wear the magical underpants. Yes. That's what keeps Mitt Romney from aging. <laughs> well, there's a note to there's a note to hang up on. Yeah. <laughs> I hear he was there at the original conquest with Mr. Smith there, but the magical <laughs> underwear has kept him youthful. Fruit of the womb. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Burp, 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 and I broke it. We had a great time, and yes, I took the train and drove it into a field and off the tracks, and I broke it <laughs> once again. Oh, the magic of editing. <laughs> oh, no, it all goes on, warts and all. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Well, you heard, you heard it here first and last, folks. Thank you so much, though, on a sincere note. Um, okay. I get to check it's this. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> Most definitely. And, um, good luck with the, uh, with the rest of your show. Woo-hoo! And who, who you got, who you got coming up next? Let's uh, go plug. I have one, uh, Andy Smith from Ominous Press Comics and Ron Mars is probably coming on again soon. Um, Brian Edward Hill is planning Excellent. to come back on to talk about his, He's getting to take over Detective Comics starting in June. He gets to write Batman for the first time. And anyone else who's sucker enough, I mean, pleasant and willing enough to to come on the show. All right, Mr. Jason. Thank you, Mr. Cam. This has been a dream come true and a pleasure. And I will be... Uh, reaching out to give you links to the episode so that you can do with it as you will as well. <laughs> All right, sounds good. But thank you. You made uh, an aging nerd's day today. Nah, you made an even a- even aginger turtle's day. 
I will hashtag that most definitely. All right. Cowabunga. Cowabunga, dude. Thank you, man. Bye, buddy. Later. That was... Oh, my God. The coolest ever. You hang up first. I don't want to. You hang up first. I love you more. Shut up about it.